Hi. So it's Sheila. It's Josie. And it's Andy. And Andy's. We're potheads who read. Who read. Potheads who read. Yet yeah, nailed it. <laughs> but this is actually our very first episode of Tipsy Potheads Who Read. Tipsy Potheads. Clearly by that very good unison. Well, Andy's like countdown was like giving me like anxiety. I had to watch Sheila's. He was flashing. Andy was flashing us. Flashing. This is already great, I can tell. Okay, so to get this episode started and this series started for everyone, tipsy potheads who read, we are getting ready to read the Harry Potter books for additional episodes. This is something that Sheila and I have been trying really hard to figure out um, for quite a while. This is something we've really wanted to do. So we're extremely excited about this. Right, exactly, Josie. And we know that the fandom is very personal for the majority of Harry Potter fans. So before we break the books down and read and discuss them in smaller sections, we wanted to share our own personal experience with uh, with Harry Potter with everyone. So Sheila is reading them for the first time with her son. And obviously, it's my first time even attempting to read the books (laughs) (laughs) well Josie has read the series and loves it but she's always up for a good challenge and getting tipsy (laughs) (laughs) so So let's let's get get started (laughs) so good good. Um, visual visual cues people it works okay so I am going to start with the first question, and this is actually going to be for Sheila. Okay. Hit me. It's, yeah. Sheila, who or what got you into the books? Well, uh, I was a... Me. No, I didn't even know you when I started reading them, Andy. I didn't even know you when she started reading them. No, you did. I, we were I didn't know Andy. Oh, you didn't know Andy. Sorry. I knew you. I thought you were talking about me. Nobody knows me. We don't know what we're talking about. Um, so I, I was uh, 20, 20, so like 2000, 2001, and I was getting ready to go on vacation with my then boyfriend, a.k.a. my now husband, and I decided to buy some books and I had been hearing a little bit about Harry Potter and I saw them at Walmart so I bought the first I think I bought the first three books I took them to New York with me and then I started reading them and then my husband at the time my boyfriend he was like what what are you reading and I was like Harry Potter (laughs) and he's like what's it about because we were driving at this point we were driving to Laramie to find a a house or something to live in and he he's like oh well will you will you read them out loud and I'm like okay okay and so we we read that was our thing like we read Harry Potter out loud so sometimes it would be like chapter by chapter and sometimes it would be it just kind of depended like how we were going in life but most of the time it was chapter by chapter so 
one person wasn't like stuck reading the whole book until the summer of 2006. The sixth book had just come out. My husband is deployed in Iraq. And I told him when he left, the book was coming out in July, June, July. And I said, I am not waiting for you to come back to read this book. So that time I read it by myself, but I then recorded it Mm. for him and I put it on CDs and I sent it to him to Iraq. CDs. CDs. What are those? No, that's my favorite part of her whole Harry Potter story. Is that when she rec- I remember when you were like, I have to record these for Aaron. <laughs> Not have to. She like but wanted to, but she was I wanted like, to. I- She's like, I have to record him for Eric. We always read him together, and now he's not here. And it was, like, really emotional for you. No, I totally remember that. It it was totally our – it was our thing. It was our thing. I thought it was the fifth book that you did that with. Well, I I recorded the fifth one, but the sixth one – He was actually deployed. He was deployed. So, because the the original idea was I was going to record the whole – all the books – to do that and I I only got through the fifth and the sixth book because that's a lot of reading out loud and recording out loud. I just looked the books up on audio. It's like seventy hours. It was a lot. So I and (laughs) and like I always wanted to do it again for him and I just never got around to it, never had the time. And sometimes I didn't have the equipment. Um I ended up having a camera back then that recorded audio. I don't know how or why it did, but then after that, that camera died and I couldn't do it again because I didn't have equipment like I have now. I guess I could do it now because I have a microphone. (laughs) Look at you now. But that's kind of how we got started, Um, like Eric and I, and it it was always just something, a part of my life that I always kind of kept going to when things were kind of sad or... I needed something to make life better. Like, it was an escape. It was a great escape for all the deployments Mm -hmm. and everything that we have gone through. So what about you, Josie? So I actually think I got got into them slightly before you did. I think you're right. Um, I actually remember going to somebody's house. Um, I was a college friend. Um, her and her husband had people over, I believe it was like for Thanksgiving. Um, it was definitely a fall holiday, but it wasn't Christmas yet. And she had just received this blanket and it was the scene where they go into and see Hogwarts for the first time. Uh And I was like, um, Daisy, (laughs) why are you so excited about this blanket? And she was like, oh my gosh, it's this book. And to be perfectly honest, like, I, at the time when I was reading, the summer before my freshman year of college, I was reading all of the classics. I read all of Jane Austen. I read a lot of John John Steinbeck's books. I read Jack London's, like, Call of the Wild, White Fang. Right. um, It was... Who didn't? (laughs) It was a ton of these, like, really classic books. And honestly, it was because... I didn't have a summer job. I was really super bored. My parents just had these books kind of like laying down from like reader digest, like whatever. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, I'll just be productive this summer and just read a bunch of random books. 
Um, before that, I always liked books, but I was really, really into like horror. Like all through high school, I read a bunch of Stephen King. Yeah. I read R.L. Stein. I read a lot of Christopher Pike. I was reading a lot of crazy books like that. Um, but even with that, like I never really considered myself somebody who was like super into fantasy. I was reading literally like either scary novels or I was reading like biographies or classics. Right. <laughs> um, kind of, or like thrillers, you know, like a lot of thrillers. I was reading a lot of the books that my parents had laying around. Um, so when she was like first kind of telling me about them, I was like, this sounds nuts and not like anything I would be into. And she was actually like, I think it's actually the opposite and you would love them. <laughs> so she actually got me. Her name is Daisy. Hey, Daisy. She, I could see her saying that to you. She does. I know she probably doesn't <clears throat> even listen to this, but um, so Daisy was like. We did, like, a little gift exchange. We were in a bunch of shows. We always did show, like, gift exchanges and stuff. And she actually was the one who bought me the first book. Aww. And um, it was a it gift. changed your life. It really kind of did. Like, through Christmas break, I sped through the first book. I immediately went to the bookstore at the mall when there were still bookstores at the mall. Um, <laughs> I know. So crazy. I went in. And honestly, when I had got it, the third book had just come out. So the yeah. third book was in the front. So I had to go to like to the back of the bookshelf to find book two. I bought book two and book three right at the exact same time. And then I had to kind of wait for book four. So I think book um, four came out that summer. Yeah, book four came out that summer. Uh, my roommate at the time, he was like you're reading these crazy books. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're so good. I was like totally engrossed in them. And I remember reading actually, cause yeah, cause I had to wait for book four to come out. So I was definitely not at the beginning of the fandom, but I was very early in the you're fandom. Close, yeah. In I was kind of, yeah. US. I think like um, you're maybe like six months before me, roughly yeah. six, seven months before me. And I just remember my roommate at the time, Steve, he walked into the living room and he was like so upset. And I was like laying on the floor, like reading the book. And I was like at the end of book four. And I don't even know what he was saying. I just know he came in. He was like kind of stomping around. He was like yelling about something. And then I remember him <laughs> just being like, and you're not even listening to me. And then he walks away and I'm just like sitting there and I was like, wait, what happened? And I'm like crying at the end of book four, which books always make me cry more than right. movies do. And I've, I can I've cried at way more books than I've ever cried at movies. And I just like remember finishing the book crying and just remembering like something happened with my roommate. I should probably go check on him. And I had the book like close to my chest. And I'm like still like crying. And I walked to his room. I'm like, Steve, is everything okay? And he's like, why are you crying? And I was like, this book. And he was like, <laughs> really a book and I was like you just don't know he died <laughs> and, da, da, da. and he was like okay I have to read the books and I went to after that I literally went to every midnight release I went to every single midnight movie release 
I I remember talking to you before some of these releases. I I want to I want to touch on this real quick because <laughs> for the longest girl. time she was it. she was still I lived about book seven. <laughs> I lived I for the longest time I lived like two hours behind Josie, and book seven <laughs> release I actually finally get oh sorry not book seven. Yeah, book seven. Sorry, I'm I'm going crazy. Book seven, book seven release. I'm finally able to go to the midnight release <laughs> because I'm in country and I'm not. I'm like I I told my husband I'm like we're going down to we're going down to Palm Springs, which was an hour away from home, just so I could get my book at midnight. My husband thought I was a little crazy, but I was like I need my book, and we go down, and he's sitting in the truck. While I'm sitting on the curb in this line of people waiting for the the books to come out. And 11 o'clock, maybe my time. It, it might have even been 10 o'clock, 10.30 my time by the time Josie got her book. I get this text message with a picture. <laughs> She's like, I got my book. And I'm like, I hate you, bitch. <laughs> I'm still sitting here waiting. I mean. Their friendship was never the same. Never the same. Oh, no. Because it's always <clears throat> been better. <laughs> never been better no it actually was like we had a bookstore people that used to be called borders i went to borders for five six and seven um they always had like these huge events huge parties to the point where they you came in and they gave you it was almost like a house sorting they gave you a different color wristband and you went to a different section of the four level borders because they didn't want everybody in one section going nuts right so they literally had lines and then in each section there was like a little party to be had everybody was dressed up i had like i always had one of my harry potter shirts on it was always such a big deal and even through like all the books like i ended up getting my sisters into it my one sister um, like my whole family is really big readers. We always used to read like before bed or whatever. Right. I ended up getting my sisters into it. I got my parents into it. No joke, really funny. I just had this really funny, hilarious conversation with my dad a few weeks ago because my my family just finally saw Endgame. Mm. And I'm not going to try to give any spoilers or anything, but I was like, Dad, did you cry at the end of Endgame? And he was like, no, why would I cry at that? So I immediately shared with him how at the end of book six, my dad called me. He worked at a coal mine at the time. He worked the locomotive that went between the power plant and the and the coal mine. And he basically just had to like hit this like little thing to make sure that the train stayed on the track because it was all like kind of like autopilot for the train. And he it was like. I don't even know what time it was after midnight in Chicago and my dad <laughs> calls me and I'm like, Hey dad, what's going on? I wasn't asleep or anything. Cause it was but you're like, time. it's, after I midnight. was just Why like, this calling? is really late. Like my parents ever only call me really late or really early if something's wrong. Right. So I'm like, dad, what's wrong? And he is crying. And I'm like, dad, what's wrong? And he was like, I mean, like, why did it have to be Dumbledore? I mean, like, <laughs> all he's trying to do is Elberry. Like, what's going on? And he was, like, totally crying at the book of, end of book six. And so I immediately... Spoilers. Spoilers. Well, I mean, you've already seen all the movies. So <laughs> if you've seen um, the movie, great. 
If you um, haven't read the books or seen the movies, sorry. Sorry. Um, my, so my dad's like, well, no, why would I cry at the end of this? So I immediately was like, I seem to remember a man calling me after midnight crying at the end of book six because of what happened to Dumbledore. And my dad was like, well, clearly that was important. (laughs) I've done my job with my family. I mean, like I, I honestly, one of my favorite gifts to give people and Andy can even attest to this because I have offered to buy him book one so many times. I think, I think because it was gifted to me, it's literally one of my favorite gifts to give. If I really Mm -hmm. think somebody would like the fandom and they'd like the universe and they would like it, it's my favorite gift to give them because I feel like I've, it was given to me and it was, I mean, like Sheila said, it was something that like when I needed to escape, it was there when I just needed to release something it was there when I just was like I'm bored and have nothing else to read it was there it was there it even now like I I love the books I like the movies even now if I have like an afternoon off I'm like oh what movie am I gonna watch and it's it's just one of those things that I love gifting this to other people because I felt like it was such a gift given to me and it opened me to a whole world of reading and other books that I just don't think I would have ever experienced otherwise. Cause I think it definitely led me into like, I had read the Hobbit in high school or middle school, but it definitely like led me into the Lord of the Rings series. It led me into this other series called Fable Haven. It's led me into a bunch of other series that I think, I probably would have never, I would have been like, that's not my genre. Did I suggest Fable Heaven for you? Um, I think you did. You sent me, I'm pretty sure you sent me the first one. And then Mm -hmm. one of my friends from high school, she had asked me like if I had read it and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I think I was like book through book four or whatever. And she was like, my kids love this series. Yeah. It's a fun series. It's so much fun. So, I mean, that's just kind of like how I got into it and and what I get out of it is just that. Like, I feel like it's just such a great series of, like, good versus evil, like, yeah. love triumphing, triumphing, that's a hard word, over everything. Yeah. Um, love triumphs. So, yeah, like, over everything. So that's kind of, like, what it was for me. I have right? a question for y'all. Okay. So we know you love them and yeah. how you got into it, but how many times have y'all read these books? <laughs> Um, I'll be honest. I, I would have, like to go for 75 million and one, Alex. I have lost <laughs> count. Um, uh, so f- for the longest time, I would reread the book. So like when book five came out, I reread the whole series. And then when book six came out, reread the whole series. Yeah. And so on and so forth. But then when book one came out, I read book or when book or movie one came out, I I can't talk anymore. When book one or book or the movie first movie came out, I read book one and then book two or when movie two came out, I would read one and two. And so like I would just do the whole series. Like I remember telling Eric, I'm like, I have to read the whole series before movie five comes out. And um he was always like, you're crazy. And I'm like, no, I have to make sure I don't forget anything. But there were, but there were other times, like I remember the year that um, I moved back home after college and massage school. 
And I was living with my parents, which after you've been living with them for a while and then you move back or you've lived away from them for a while and then you move back within with them, it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I had two jobs. I was going to school and I just I just kept reading Harry Potter. And I think like and it was I think books it was only book. So it's 2003. So was five out yet? I think five had just come out, but maybe it was just four. But I would reread. I reread them like three or four times in one year, like that whole little set. And then just to escape. Just to escape. And then when Eric deployed the first time in 2005, six. But I I reread them all multiple times at least. And that time it was like up to six. Um, book six so I read like I read them at least two maybe three times that year um, and then over the, the years I've slowed down my reading of the books but I still read them it's actually been a few years since I've read the whole series so this will be the first time in a long time that that I've picked up the series and this time like Andy said I'm actually reading them with my son and I am re- gonna read the the illustrated version with him right now. Uh, yeah, the book yeah, came out. Yeah, the fifth book came out in 2003. Yeah, so so yeah, so that year that I moved back home, I was reading five books, and I I think I read them at least four or five times that year. Yeah, I've definitely read books one through six a countless amount of times. I was the same way before every book release and every movie release. I read them. I definitely read a couple of them in between that point. Um, the only book I've only ever read one time is book seven. Have you read The Cursed Child yet? Yes. I yes. read The Cursed Child. Me too. I read Beetle the Bard. I've read yeah. I've read a couple of the other side books, but I've the book seven is the only one I've only read once. So I am excited to read it again. Um, I remember a lot of what happens in book seven. Right. I just only ever read it one time. I don't know what it is about this book that's only made it made want like I've wanted I've wanted to read it again, but I never have. And I don't know if it was just because I was content that it was over and it was just like, okay, like it's done. (laughs) And then it was just like, okay, it's fine. Um, and I do kind of feel like the book release was really close to the movie release. And I had, I can't remember exactly because, but for some reason, it also might've been because I was so angry about book six and movie six. I mean, my, I went to book, uh, to movie six, uh, the half blood prince. I went with two of my girlfriends (laughs) and two of us literally had just read the book and we were so angry when we were leaving the theater Jessica I'm talking about you um our friend Jen was like could you guys just talk in complete sentences because we were just like and then what about the and she would just be like don't even get me started I mean we literally sat in the theater we were some of the last people to leave and we sat in the theater so defiant our arms were crossed we were like what did we just watch right this had nothing to do. They barely hit on this. They barely hit on this. I'm not going to say anything because this will be spoilers for Andy. But I was like, they barely did this. They barely did that. And then we were like going down the escalator down from the movie. 
And we were just talking in half sentences. I'm like, oh, and then the one part. And she goes, yeah, with this, don't even. And I'd be like, oh, I know, because then this was left out. And she like, it was so funny that Jen just looked at us and she was like, could the two of you just finish one sentence? Just one. (laughs) And so, like, I was so upset by that. But then I also think I remember watching the first movie and I just knew it was going to be so completely different from the books that I was just like, I'm not even going to do it. Because I will say, after I watched movie six again, as a separate movie, I can appreciate it. Right. As a movie to book six, I hate it. It's one of the worst in the series for me. Yeah. Um I, so, I did not like movie six. So the um the book came out in two thousand seven. Actually it came out before I moved to Japan. Um and that's what I thought, but I wasn't sure. And the movie came out in two thousand ten. Oh, so they were not anywhere close. They were they, not. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think like incorrect. Incorrect. That was I'm wrong. That's okay. I totally No no no. It was just I thought No, no, I'm glad you said that because in my head they were just kind of close, which is why I didn't didn't read it the book. But there is a possibility that because after what happened with book six, I didn't want to read book seven. And that could be why I didn't read book seven before the movies came out. Also knowing that they were splitting it into two. Yeah. Because I did know that ahead of time. But I seriously was just like, I'm I'm definitely one of those people that I feel like I can enjoy. Like I can enjoy and appreciate books versus movies. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, it's a different adaptation. You have, to, you have somebody, you're no longer taking the author's point of view. You're definitely taking a, the director's or the screenwriter's point of view. Right. Um, the one thing with the Harry Potter series that I've always maintained with the movies to the books is that books one and two are very much about the children, right? Even one, two, and three, they're very much about the children. And then there's a huge jump in the amount of pages, even from book three to book four. Book five is one of the longest, I think it's the longest or one of the longest books in the entire series. Uh, I think Deathly Hollows is a bit longer. Looking at them over here on my bookshelf, it looks a bit thicker. You were talking to somebody and (laughs) (laughs) like, what is she doing? I'm looking um, at my bookshelf because it's like, right here. I like I understand that you had the movies based off of the first three movies. You have to like you kind of have to take it from multi point of views from the very beginning. And the series of the movies didn't start that way. Right. So I knew that once it got into a lot of the past and like a lot of the adult history, like in Order of the Phoenix, there change. was going to be a lot of stuff cut and changed. So I just was kind of like shocked with the direction they took movie six and I was just like you gotta be kidding me so I think I think that's probably what my mentality was going into book seven I was just like I'm not gonna read the book so I am excited to read all of this over again so I can read book seven again because that's been a goal of mine is to read book seven again but I didn't know if I could do just go into book seven without have what like reading the previous books right in such a long time, because it has been a couple of years since I've actually read the series. So, Andy, yes. why have you chosen not to read the books? Since you are a Harry Potter fan, you love the movies, apparently. I do uh, love the movies. 
I mean, I'm going to say something that f- will frustrate you. Okay. Book six, or movie six was your favorite. <laughs> no, honestly, I in this moment, I was like, do I even know what movie six was? <laughs> and no, so because I was pretty much a hipster for like a second. Not like actual hipster, because it was like before hipsters were like a thing. He still is. Um, I was a hipster before hipster was cool. Um, <laughs> no, but it was one of those mental moments, like everybody was telling me I had to do it and I think it was just like one of those times where everybody was telling me how to live every single aspect of my life that like everybody's like no you need to read these books and I was like I will not you cannot make me this is something I can control and so I think that was actually part of it plus I wasn't really reading at all at the time so it did not seem appealing but the part I think is going to frustrate you is that I didn't even start with the movies at movie one. I got drugged to <laughs> to see one of the movies. Not drugged, because I went voluntarily. I didn't really have anything to do. <laughs> and um, so they were like, come on, we're going to go see this movie. And I was like, I don't know anything about anything. So I don't, they're like, you're going to like it anyway. And I was like, fine, I'm trying to do things with life. I'll go out. So I think I started on like movie five. Mm. Or six. I mean. I don't truthfully know. It was movie five or six. To be fair, book and movie five are my favorites. So. so like, I remember watching it and I was like, oh, okay, that's really good. I'm sure there's things that I would understand more. And honestly, I don't know when I rewatched the other ones. I think I actually finished. No, I don't know. I was going to say I finished the things before the final movies came out, but I don't think that's true. But I think what ended up happening is definitely not. Um, it's ABC Family. Yeah, they they show them Those on the Those marathons show. got me. So like, so have you actually watch- watched? Have you watched the movies like without commercial breaks though? If I did, they were at your house that summer that I was living with y'all. Because mm. I think we did watch a couple. I think you may have tried to remedy that situation, and I feel part. I can't tell if this is actually a true statement or the fireball, but. Um, <laughs> I feel like you made me watch them in order. <laughs> well, that's the way you're supposed to watch them. I may have done that. <laughs> but no, I feel like she was like, no, we're going to watch these movies. Because I was like, I'm just going to watch it on a marathon. And she was like, no, we're going to watch it the right way. Like, I feel not that that was her <laughs> voice, but I was I just mean, like, I mean, probably. But I feel like that's happened. But truthfully, I think it was just one of those things that like when things got like super cool, and like everybody's like oh my god it like i just didn't want to do it but i will say that i mean although this isn't the same thing at all probably because of these books and these things i actually did i didn't start on time with game of thrones but i came in like a season and a half two seasons later or something like that Mm -hmm. and um it was a lot more fun to experience it in the moment with everybody going through the same emotions that you were going through yeah um because i remember like when like book six came out and at the end we lose someone very very special that josie already spoiled for everybody 
I mean, but, but like just the tears. I just remember I was crying, and my my husband's like, "What been is like wrong?" Thirteen years. <laughs> I feel like you actually told me about that too, Josie, before I even saw it, because I think I remember talking to you, and I think you were either crying or just upset. Like, and then you, I was like, "What is wrong with you?" And you were like, "I finished book six. I finished. When I lost a friend." That's or you were telling me the, the story of your dad, and I was like, "What?" yeah that's i mean either one of those are a possibility definitely a possibility that is that is really interesting that like your story of like how you got into them andy because i do feel like it wasn't just myself who was pushing the books on you i feel like i like not even in chicago like jen has read them she loves them um there's a couple of my other friends that live up here that really love them uh did you ever meet like erica and Britt? Yeah, you were super into them. Carrie. Oh yeah, yeah. Carrie, Kelly, like all of us were like. It was one of those things. Like when I went to Chicago, everybody was like, "You're not reading them." And then it started happening in Nashville when I was living there. Amber was reading them too in real time and was just excited as about them as you were. And I was like, "I need these to stop." (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so Andy. Yes. Going from. You watching the movies and everything else, Sheila yeah. and I reading them. What has been your favorite part, or what do you like the most about the Harry Potter universe? Oh, I didn't think I realized I was going to be answering this question first. <laughs> um, I mean, Andy, we can go to Sheila first if that makes you feel good. No, fun. it's fine. Just in the hot seat. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's one of those things is I've always been a person who liked magic. Not like I wanted to be a magician, but like not (laughs) doing anything wrong with it. You do you, boo. But like more along the lines of just like I grew up when Charmed was on the WB and I loved Charmed. I've always loved any type of, like, even cartoon that had magic or something like that in it. I mean, even if you think of, like, I mean, the X-Men are technically mutants, but in a way that's kind of, like, magical, the types of yeah. things mm-hmm. they do. They have powers. Yeah, so um, I think it was just interesting to see that type of thing manifest and how, one, it was something that was studied, but it definitely wasn't something, I mean, obviously there's the dark arts, but there wasn't anything, like, demonic truly about it it was really more of just like you can use the powers for good or bad but it wasn't like like with the charm like there was always like you were the source of all evil (laughs) and stuff like that it was really just i don't know it seemed even though they're heavy topics it seemed like a lighter book and it was just it was fun i think truthfully that's what it is okay yeah yeah uh, I guess for me, it's it's like such a universal story that like we can all kind of understand it. Like sometimes we don't feel like we fit in with some people, mm-hmm. and it's about finding your family when you don't really have a family anymore. Um, I know all three of us have kind of felt that at some point in our lives because we have moved away from home and we're not necessarily close to any of our relatives. I do this every time we are close to some of our relatives don't come for me family okay <laughs> but like every two or three years like I have to like refine my people 
and then it's neat to see like how like the world has embraced it and how people are like even if they don't read the books they're a fan sometimes and they've been on Pottermore and they know their house mm-hmm. you know they know very well done yeah they know who they are and like everybody it's just like you can find your your Potter heads wherever and you know you can find somebody and you can find somebody to talk with like a couple weeks ago on the neighborhood Facebook page this one girl was like is anybody um a Harry Potter fan we're gonna have a Harry Potter trivia night and I'm like I am and uh like we went and we were all having fun and this one part it was so funny we were all talking and a question came up about the um when the the big spider dies Hagrid's spider dies and like six of us around the table we all went (laughs) we did the thing where Harry Potter's like his pincers and one person around the paper didn't table didn't do it and he just kind of looked at us like what the fuck just happened like i just did <laughs> and we all just laughed and laughed and laughed and like we we just felt like we were with our people because they knew we all knew each other and it was just a fun funny moment and like i said you can find your people wherever you are because of harry potter i feel like yeah Um, I mean, for me, I think it's definitely everything Sheila just hit on. But the other thing for it, it, for me, is that it always just seemed a tiny bit real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The way, not in the sense of, like, there's really magical people out there, but in the sense that, like... But in the sense that it's something that really could possibly have happened. Um, I mean, like, Andy hit on Charmed. I grew up watching Charmed the same way. I grew up watching a lot of stuff about, like, wizards or witches. Um, I did read Practical Magic when I was younger. Such a Um, good movie. Yeah, before, I mean, like, it's such a great movie. The book, if you guys have not read the book, read the book. It's so good. Please notice the difference in the two of us. She said, I really love the book, and I was like, movie! No, the movie, it's one of my favorite. I love the movie. Honestly, it's one of my favorite Sandra Bullock movies. But, um... Like, there's things that happen in that where you're like, okay, this is obviously fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, the same with, like, even Charmed. Like, houses are getting destroyed. Things are getting blown off. And it's like, okay. I'm like, fine. Yeah. Like, you're like, okay, like, that's obviously fantasy. But the fact of, like, having somebody, like, how many times do you walk by somebody and then all of a sudden you're like, where did they go? And it's kind of like, it reminds me of them actually running onto the platform nine and three quarters, where it's like, literally nobody around them even batted an eye at the fact that these people were running into this wall and disappearing. So it's always been one of those things where it's like, is it possible? Because all of the big stuff, like the explosions and like the big things that happen, it's always like in a separate place. It's never, I mean, the closest thing you get to really feeling it. And even then, it's like the the muggles really couldn't explain it is in like books five, six and seven when things are actually starting to happen. Right. And, you know, like the Dementors are coming around like they don't know it's the Dementors. They're just like 
all these people are like, man, this weather's just making me depressed. Weird, so yeah. you're like, man, I feel like really weird today. And you're like, are dementors around? Like, it always just seems like it's something that could possibly happen. Right. And could actually be there. And then if it is, I would just like to say to the current headmaster, I missed my letter. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Josie, <laughs> Josie did not get her letter. There's an auxiliary school that shows uh, up every 10 years. <laughs> so follow-up question for you guys. Yeah. This is kind of related, what? but a little bit different. Um, what is your favorite thing about the fandom? Not it. <laughs> Sheila, Sheila might have. Okay, I will. Okay, I will. Go. I mean, I feel like I, I kind of like Sheila earlier. already kind of hit on it, where she yeah. talks about you can find your people everywhere. This oh. is my, this is what I love about the Harry Potter fandom. We, Sheila and I, if you've listened to any of our episodes, previous episodes, you know that we consider ourselves murderinos. Mm-hmm. And if you are a fellow murderino, you will know that there's a ton of subgroups. Right. And one of the subgroups that Sheila and I are in is my favorite Avatar Kadaba. And it's, you know, like my favorite murder, but it's like your Harry Potter murder. And it's nothing but like Harry Potter memes. And it's literally just like tens of thousands of people that love Harry who Potter. love Harry Potter and love true crime. And then. It's like seeing the universal world coming out, seeing a lot of the fan fiction. Like one of my favorite things is to go on Pinterest and read a bunch of like the head canons from fans about what have happened to the characters since then. There's actually been a couple that were really like kind of like tug at your heart a little bit. I actually just sent this to Andy and Sheila in a text, I think yesterday or the day before where it was like, dear dad, Harry taught me how to do my Patronus today. It was a werewolf love Teddy. And it's like, Oh, like, yeah. Son, like Harry's godson, who is basically like Harry at the end of the battle, but like not the same because Voldemort's defeated, and you're right. just like, oh my gosh, like he's that connected with his parents, and it's like all these extra head cannons. And then the other thing, though, too, is like, like Sheila said, you always can find your people. There's always one person in one group of people besides yourself who's a huge Harry Potter fan. Yeah. And I think it was like a month ago, a month and a half ago, Vans just released their Harry Potter footwear, shoes. Yeah. their shoes. I'm not kidding you. I live in Chicago. I had to do a 25-mile radius search for one of the pairs of shoes, and I found my size at one mall 10 miles away from me. And you better bet I drove she ran. I didn't run. I drove. She's bad. She's bad. Um, and like one of my, one of my really good friends, she was texting me on the side, like, man, they just, like, they literally sold the last pair in her size five minutes before she walked into the store. Oh, wow. And I took a picture of the shoe on me and I was like, I'm not letting these babies go. I got them. And I, they were literally the last pair at this store in the mall. And it's like, this is how many years later from the movies and the yeah. books, like book seven came, the books, uh, part one and two of book seven for the movies came out in 2010. And then, um, I mean, it's 2019 
people and the fandom is still so strong that people are like eating it up yeah potter war has had to recreate itself multiple times i think this is its third time yeah I think it's the third time that's recreated its website because of the content. There's like the littlest inkling that something new is coming out and people are like, I can't wait to buy this. Mm -hmm. There was just a book released and it was like the women of Harry Potter. And there's like people raving about it. And I looked at it because I want to buy it. I haven't gotten it yet. I will. But it's literally an encyclopedia of every single female in the Harry Potter universe. Right. And it talks about what they did and like who they, who were, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Who they were, who they are. And it's literally just one of those things where it's like it's just the the fandom that keeps giving. There's just so much new content. J.K. Rowling is releasing so many new things from it. She and is. you have have a lot of authors that are like I'm done with that or artists in general not just authors you have mm -hmm. a lot of artists in general who are like I'm past that I'm done I and I sing that song again I just feel like the people who have been involved with Harry Potter understand the community it is and they like they like give to it like I've seen interviews with Daniel Radcliffe where he's well past the Harry Potter universe universe right and they'll show him memes and they'll show him stuff and he's like no i love it he was like i there's always a piece of me that will always be harry potter and right. i will always be this person to them and i've even noticed like in the harry Potter, like i have not played the the wizarding world game yet wizards unite i have not played it more than like for five minutes uh -huh. but i've even noticed that there's like the voices like it actually sounds sounds like daniel radcliffe like yeah they and, do. You know, I think they, they took some of the voice clips or something mm -hmm. from the movies or maybe they even yeah. paid paid him. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. But it's like this is literally a fandom that just keeps giving. And everybody's a part of it. Helena Bonham Carter's a part of it. Like, she plays it up with her kids' friends. Yeah. You know, like Alan, Alan Rickman, before he passed, like, he just knew who he was. Like, he knew yeah. he was a part of this big thing that was special. And it I was. think... They all just, like, there's just, like, a trust and an homage that they pay to the fandom and to the fans because they know how great it was. Yeah. Like, the the, the actors and, I mean, even Rowling, like, they just, they've all kept letting, you know, being a part of Harry Potter, even though it's been years and years since the last book and years and years since the last movie. They're still, like, very much a part of it. Um, and that, I think that's great because there's so much for us to kind of want to know and to learn from from it. And I, I kind of love that she likes to give us little bits of information here and there, you know, just because it's something that we're like, oh, I always wondered about that. But you didn't, yeah. she, you know, it couldn't it, it didn't need to be in the book. It didn't have to be in the book. So to right. get it later, I think is a really great treat for us years and years years later so what do you yeah. think andy <laughs> so i mean i won't say that this is why um that i love the fandom but it's just one of those things that was like i don't know if this was done intentionally but the merchandising has just been done so well yeah like they could have easily like full on saturated the market when um it first came out and when things were rolling out but it's all like i don't know if it was intentional or they were doing it like just because they're like no we don't want to sell out but it was like 
there was barely anything, or at least I never clocked it for like the longest time. And it's just kind of exploded over the last couple years. Um, so it's like, they're finally giving like Josie with the shoes and things like that. They're finally giving their fans like stuff that they've kind of wanted for years, but they didn't even know that they wanted. Right. And so it's been kind of crazy because they could have gone full new kids on the block with this or like <laughs> one direction, however, whatever boy band you want to go. They could have had like all the stuff that they have now early on, but y'all would have, everybody would have been burnt out so quickly. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah. they kept you in suspense as it was going on. But one of the things I was going to say, and I guess it's kind of similar to y'all's, but it's a little more personal. Um, <laughs> hair flip. But no, it was since I did kind of get started so late in the game when it comes to um, Eddie Bull. Uh, um, that was horrible. I apologize. Everyone mm-hmm. listening. Um, I wasn't going to say it, but it was. <laughs> but no, I would say that it was one of those things, although I didn't grow up with it myself, I kind of grew up with it along with my nieces and nephews. Mm. They started after I did, but like they started reading the books and like, it's something that truthfully like to watch that spark inside of them and get excited. And they, I think they've read all the books now. Right. Um, so it's like, to see them get excited and it was something that we could talk about. And I even think my family was like, Andy does like Harry Potter. I was like, you don't know me. I've seen these movies, movies 70 bajillion times. Because <laughs> I had no friends when I moved to Atlanta. And cable. So, um, it was one of those things where it was just like, it was something fun to kind of do with them. Right. Yeah. And, it kind of, and it's one, it's like a new generation, but not like a remake. Like they're enjoying it the same way that other people your age enjoyed it when it was coming out. And it's still the same set of original books, original movies. It's not like they reworked it. It's just kind of fun to watch it. I love, I think for really, me, I, th- I think for me, it really is just the, um, like how universal it is and how like, well, Josie and I, we started reading it when we were 19, 20 years old. 21 mm-hmm. almost. I think I was almost 21, I guess. I was 18. So, 18, 19. Yeah. Um, so we, we, you know, we're a little, we, I mean, we were definitely like older than what like the, the prime age this book was for. But I mean, we've seen like three generations of kids already essentially kind of grow up with Harry Potter and it's just kind of fun to see how they get excited and everything. So I, and yeah. I think that's like a fun part of the fandom for me is like how like it, it is so universal and it doesn't change. Well, I don't think I realized how big it was until Josie and I were overseas doing an opening for a restaurant. And the, first of all, she searched for it, but the <laughs> excitement that she got when she actually found one of the books in Arabic. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, I'd never thought, mainly just because I don't think about books, but I'd never really thought mm-hmm. about um, a book being translated about witchcraft and then put in Arabic yeah. for something that like half of the people I know have read. Yeah, that's actually one of the souvenirs I always get for myself when I go to a new country. I have each Harry Potter book in a new language in addition to my series that I have. So I have the first book in Arabic from when we went to Egypt. 
I have the second book in Italian from when I had a long, long layover in Rome. (laughs) (laughs) And then I have the third book in Greek from when we went to Greece. And so I'm looking for my fourth book. That's so crazy. I wasn't with you in Rome, but for each of those trips, I was, yeah. involved, I was involved in those trips. Yeah. So I think def- you could have got one if you had gone to Japan, but you didn't <sighs> see me. She always, she always she does. She face. likes to bring that up, and I'm still mad that we never went. <laughs> I'm sorry. We went to Dubai instead of Japan. <laughs> it's okay. And, I then you had, it. and then you had, like family yeah that's right i did the quotes over that family visiting you twice um (laughs) when we were able to go after that you could have come i I told you you could have come all right but yeah so so, yeah guilt trips over (laughs) it's always fun to do it guilt trips over i mean she has so much more about this series she could guilt trip me for so we'll just stop on that one All right, so let's have some fun here and talk about like our Pottermore extravaganza. Um, I guess is that what we <laughs> like our Pottermore yeah. information. Is that what the kids are calling it these days? So our houses. Yes. Are we going to be going through the England houses and the U.S. houses, or just the English houses? I'm okay doing both. I think we should do both because I do think it's really interesting because for me personally, I think my um, English house and my uh, U.S. house are the two sides of me, which is really funny. Right. It is kind of funny. Because she's a Gemini. Um, should we have, no, it's not even that. It's also just the history of like my house is switching for the Harry Potter universe, Sheila, yes. the Hufflepuff. The yeah. Hufflepuff. Yes, we call her a lot on the series. Because she is. Except for when I save Andy from customer service. So far, you haven't saved me yet. I'm not sure um, if I'm going to get a lump of coal in a box. but Honey Badger, Honey Badger came out, so that makes you more Hufflepuff than anything. Um, don't mess with my peeps right give me your information I want your log information I'm going to call customer support right now give it to me (laughs) Uh, so yeah I'm a Hufflepuff if if none of you have figured that out by now and um, Josie was like do you remember what you were before they redid Pottermore like when the Pottermore first came out I do not remember she thinks I was um, Gryffindor which wouldn't surprise me if I was just because it is my second. If I were to be in another house, that would be my second house. Um, I'm almost positive you were a Gryffindor because I remember we were different. And um, I feel like I remember saying to you, like, oh, man, if only we both could have been Gryffindors. But that I could be making that up. Uh, fun fact. Nymphadora Tonks was a Hufflepuff. Who? Tonks. Nymphandora talks. Do not call me Nymphandora. And then she turned into her pink hair. Mm-hmm. I wish I had that that magic capability. Change my hair color without dyeing it. Um. So yeah. So that's my that's my Harry Potter house. Um. 
my American Ilvermorny house, I can never say that word, um, is, <laughs> this is always a funny, fun word to say, Pukwudgie house. Pukwudgie. Pukwudgie. Um, will you read the Pukwudgie house again? Yeah, so named by James Stewart after the fiercely independent magical creature, the Puckwudgie. Puckwudgie House is sometimes considered to represent the heart of a witch or wizard. It is also said that Puckwudgies favor healers. And then let's see here. Puckwudgie. Traits of a Puckwudgie. Why does that not work? Oh, represents the heart. Sorry. Yeah, represents the heart, favors healers. But they were that funny little creature. Andy, do you... I know you've not known Sheila as long as I. I have not. But does <laughs> her as a Hufflepuff or a Pukwudgie surprise you in the least bit? It does not. Mm. Did you want more? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I didn't need more. Honestly, it's really Your Honor, funny. no. It did not surprise you. <laughs> I... I'm almost positive, Sheila, that you did change because I went through a meltdown because my house did change, and I'm you are meltdown I'm almost I'm almost positive you were like, no, that happened to me too, and it happened like after you had Dash or something like that. Maybe, maybe becoming a mom changed me. But regardless of if it actually changed or not, I'm honestly not surprised at all. Like the more I learn about Hufflepuffs through a bunch of like other things and like other things that people have posted and other people that I've met. Right. You fit Hufflepuff so much. I'm a, I'm a Hufflepuff. You're definitely Hufflepuff. And the puck budget, like the healers and the hearts, like that yeah. doesn't surprise me at all either because right. you're very heartfelt. You're very much about like your feelings and like doing good and just doing good for others. Yeah. And like wanting to make things better. Yeah. It doesn't not. I don't even think healing is in like, oh, you're hurt. Here's a Band-Aid. I think you just want to make people feel better. Yeah. And you look for the, like the good in, in other people. Yeah, probably more than I should. Mm-hmm. Probably. <laughs> That's just in, in light of recent events in my life. But Some of us may have been that way, but we got the pudge wedgie knocked out of us. So, who's next, Josie or Andy? I'll go. Andy. Ravenclaw. <laughs> Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. <laughs> okay. okay. Honest, this doesn't. I feel like that's not accurate. I don't know why, but. <laughs> well, I will say I, although my self identity crisis was not as strong as Josie's. Um, Josie's was bad, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we did have the same moment because it's. I originally was a Gryffindor. And then, mm-hmm. I, and then I check it again, and I got Ravenclaw. Now, again, this could have been because the Pudge Wedgie was kicked out of me. Um, and so I became a little more about myself. <laughs> um, Honestly, though, I think it's one of those things where it's like, I, I can fully see you as a Ravenclaw. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like... 
you're really quick-witted, you're really sharp-tongued, you are very clever in a lot of things that you All really do. All of those do. things add up to a smart-ass. Basically. The thing that, the biggest, <laughs> the biggest quality that I think takes away from you being a Ravenclaw is the part where it's like... Smart. Not smart, because you're very smart. I think it's the part that, like, continues the education. Like... You I just, fight, I don't like do you fight having to, right? Like you fight having to read, you fight having to do a lot of that stuff. You fight like kind of the book smart side of it, where I think like a traditional Ravenclaw really wouldn't. They would grasp right. onto that and love it. But like you are really quick with puzzles. You are really quick with a lot of other things. There are a lot of things that you're really super quick with, which is what I think comes out in you. And I think, and this isn't me trying to defend myself and make myself sound smart. I do think it is, if I'm truly interested in a subject, I will deep dive. Yeah. But that just, that doesn't happen as much as I think like other Ravenclaws where they're like, oh, I'm really interested in everything. It has to be like something like for me with music or just some random Saturday that I completely lost where Josie's like, what did you do today? And I'm like, um... I went to a deep dive about da 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 da. Mm -hmm. Usually it's a YouTube video, but at the same time it could be like reading. It could be like watching things about baking. I don't bake. I can. I do not do it. <laughs> but it's like if you ask me right now how to make a raindrop cake, I can tell you that if you don't get the agar agar right, it's not gonna work out. <laughs> and so, but it's also like it just has to be something like. With the, um, I think it's more like artistically smart. That sounds so crazy to say and sounds very conceited. But it's more along the lines of like, if I think it's cool and fun to make, I want to figure out how to do it. I want to learn how to do it. Mm. Um, like, I, personally, though, I think part of that the now. The blown glass stuff and stuff like that. Yeah. But. but like, part of that now, I think, is just like a product of your life. Fair. Like I think learning those you, street smarts, kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think that if you were not not that if you weren't pushed at all, but I think if you were just pushed in a different way, it might be that better. a lot of that other stuff would be different. Like you could be more inclined to stuff that's like more academic and artsy and not yeah. just artsy. But there was a lot of like artsy things that were kind of like held over you. Um, when you were younger, yeah, like when you were younger, that it's like, okay, like, no, we don't really have time for that because you have to do A, B, and C first. Like, I feel like if it really wasn't like that for you, yeah, that it would be probably a lot more balanced than what it is now. Because art was my escape. I have told, I know I've said this to Josie, I don't think I ever said this to Sheila. Um, I would not have survived my senior year if it hadn't been for chorus. Uh, right yeah i was i was doing too much and even though i was saying no and they were looking out for the best of my interest it wasn't heard <laughs> yeah. so it, I, like i clearly i could have broken but i did not completely so um here <laughs> i is your raven claw um <laughs> but my secondary house or my u.s house is the Thunderbird. The Thunderbird. 
Named by Chadwick Boot after his favorite magical beast, the Thunderbird, a beast that can create storm as it flies, Thunderbird's Thunderbird house is sometimes considered to represent the soul of a witch or wizard. It is also said that the Thunderbird favors adventures. Mm. Which again, I totally see. I see that, yeah. Yeah. You you do even if it's like little things, like you're up to try little things. Like that's kind of how you found the the glass blowing. Like Andy's done it several times. He's really into it, but. It was something that he's kind of seen before, but then he found, like, a Groupon where he had actually go, like, do his own. And you, how many times have you done it? Like, three, four times? Three? Yeah. Fun. Yeah. And, but then it's also, like, you like to travel. You like to do new experiences. When I would you do more, are, but it's expensive. When you are in other places, you really like to kind of immerse yourself into the, into the um, culture yeah. of everything. Nice. I'll get superficial with it, but yes. yes all right Josie I am a Gryffindor which so last if you can see her face right now (laughs) last August I was like let's do the loot crates together but you got to pick your house and she's like okay so she's like and she's like I I don't remember if you forgot or if you just went and did your Pottermore again and she did her Pottermore well I was I had already done it. I had done Pottermore, like, when it first came out. Right, and I yeah, had, same here. I had gotten into Ravenclaw. And I, Sheila was like that. And I was like, well, this is what I've always said. But, you know, like, let's make sure it's Pottermore official. Right. I had not realized that they changed the website. They changed it. I did not realize that in changing the website, like, everything that was done before was undone. God. And so I had to create a whole new account. I had to recreate all this different stuff, which is fine because the way it looks now is so much better. It's so more, so much more user friendly, like whatever. But I redid it. (laughs) And then I may or may not have gone into a little identity crisis. She was like, Sheila, it says I'm a Gryffindor, but I'm a Ravenclaw. She was so upset. (laughs) I was seriously like every single quiz I ever take, BuzzFeed, blah, blah, like random things. It's always like Ravenclaw and then Gryffindor and then Slytherin. And I'm like, I'm never helpful, Puff. And I was like, what could have happened? Why? And I was like sitting literally on my bed on a Sunday night. I was like, it's Sunday night. I'm (laughs) on my bed by myself. My cat's in my lap. And I was like, I am legit feel like I legitimately feel like I'm going through an identity crisis because of Harry Potter. It was so funny. And she was like, I'm sorry, mine changed too, blah, blah, blah. But I totally see you as a Gryffindor. (laughs) And then I'm like, and then I'm like texting Andy and Andy was, I think, responded a little bit later and he was like, wow, that's crazy. Like, I'm a Gryffindor too or like something dumb. And she was like, are you? And I was like, go to Pottermore, figure it out. And then, actually, he might have still been with his family out at the lake, so he might not have gotten the messages right away. And then I messaged um, two of my other best friends, who I mentioned earlier, 
who I went and saw movie six with like Jen and Jessica and I immediately text them and I'm like I don't know what to do here I am it's Sunday night I had to take this again I've always been a Ravenclaw and now it says I'm a Gryffindor and like my friend Jen is like um I have nothing to say to support this but I am loving this entire conversation (laughs) and then like Jessica but then Jessica was the same way she was like oh my gosh mine totally changed too and she's like I think it's because I'm older I think it's because well she has kids now I have a cat but it's like you know like all these different things same thing guys I mean my cat doesn't even pay attention to me 95% of the time but you know it's like it's just one of those things where I was like what is happening because so much of my stuff was like Ravenclaw 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 I have so many things that are Ravenclaw well that's the weird thing is that I would say like I'm the same way as you I'm not trying to take your your moment but I was the same way as you is like I always had if it was where it had like the percentages I was always more Gryffindor but Ravenclaw has always been there. It was just like not as much. Occasionally I would get a quiz and I was like, not today, Satan. And um, take it again. And then I got Gryffindor. But um, yeah, it was one of those things. You know what it could be? Mm. We've been rubbing off on each other. Rubbing off on each other. I don't think that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. Do, do you guys want to know a fun fact about Sheila? What? So, like, when you take, there's, like, one quiz out there that somehow they've gotten all the t- the quiz questions from Pottermore. And if you take it, it'll give you your percentage of, like, how much Gryffindor, how much Ravenclaw, how much Hufflepuff, how much Slytherin. My highest is obviously Hufflepuff. Yeah. My second highest is Gryffindor. Like, I think it's, like, 40-something Hufflepuff and then 40 or 30-something Gryffindor. Then, like, whatever left is Ravenclaw. I have no Slytherin in me. <laughs> I, do. I need oh, you no. to find this quiz immediately and send it to us. But I've always <laughs> been, like, I've taken other ones where it's always been zero Hufflepuff. <laughs> Excuse me. And, like, Ravenclaw and Gryffindor, I've always, it literally is always Ravenclaw. But Gryffindor was always a close second. Like, yeah. within percentages. Uh-huh. Of, yeah. That's so it's like not what? like it's completely off the realm, but I've always been a Ravenclaw. And even, like, even when I was younger, like, all my friends, like, before they even had, like, Pottermore and the quizzes and everything, of course we would sort ourselves. And even all my friends were like, oh, no, you're absolutely a Ravenclaw. And I was like, right? That's totally me. So it was a legit kind of, like, crisis where I was like, no. And it's really funny because – most of the people who I replied to or like reached out to about this, almost everybody was like, well, you know, the sorting hat always takes <laughs> your your personal thoughts into account. And I'm like, yeah, the sorting hat does, but Pottermore does not. It's not like it asked me like, hey, this is what you got into. What house do you really want to be in? And I was like, so it doesn't actually work. She was not having it. Folks. But then it's also it's like, so but then it's also like. Pottermore is like kind of so official so you're like well it's Pottermore approved but since then every person I ran into and even Sheila had told I think, me like I Sheila, think you're more Gryffindor than Ravenclaw. Sheila told me 
way after where she was like not way after maybe like a week after all of this she was like I know you're still kind of upset about this because I was legit going through like I went to the renaissance fair after this and I was like telling everybody at the renaissance fair and they were like oh my gosh I totally understand my house could not be switched I ran into like 15 people and we were talking about it randomly you know finding that fandom everywhere um, randomly she was wearing a shirt that said my house has changed I will never be the same no I was not I might make that for you. <laughs> for both of you? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Merry Christmas. But no, it's, I mean, it, it was just one of those things where it was just like so crazy. But Sheila was like, to be honest, she's like, I just see you so much more as a Gryffindor than anything else. Yeah. And then I would just meet complete strangers and we would be talking about something and they would be like, oh no, I saw, I knew after one day you had to have been a Gryffindor. And I think this, side of it which I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys this one thing and then I'm gonna tell you my U.S. house and then you can tell me if you think I'm a Gryffindor or not which you both have already been nodding yes the one thing that I will say is one of the biggest things about Gryffindors is that they do I they are brave and they are kind of like that group of people who stick up for other people and I have always been that person especially for my oldest sister ever since I was like nine or ten so, and as much as I hate confrontation for myself, I am definitely not afraid to stand up to other people for other people. That's true. So, I will say that. Now, my U.S. house is a horned serpent. Mm. I bet it is. Um, this, is named, <laughs> this is named for Islat Siri and, or Sayer. After the great horns river serpent that has jewels set in its forehead the horned serpent house is sometimes considered to represent the mind of a witch or wizard it is also favored for scholars so the thing that i find really funny about this is that my gryffindor and ravenclaw have always been on the cusp of each other and i am technically a gryffindor um and then this is kind of like all mind and scholar and so i do feel like that there's still a big part of that in me I think it worked out. I guess. <laughs> it worked out. Okay. Damn it. What about our wands? Wands. Tell me a wand. Tell me a wand. So okay. my, my wand, do you yes. want me to go first? Yeah, go. Is a rowan wood with dragon heartstring core. It is 12 inches and three fourths and is quite bendy with flexibility. That's not what I heard. Sorry. What did you hear? What What does it say about your wood, though? On Pokemon. My wood? <laughs> um, no, <huh>. like... <laughs> Sorry. More um, than flexibility. So, Rowan Wood has always been much favored for wands because it is re- reputed to be more product- protective than any other. And in my experience, renders all manner of defensive charms, especially strong and difficult to break. It is commonly stated that no dark witch or wizard ever owned a Rowan wand, and I can recall a single, in- or I cannot recall a single instance where one of my own Rowan wands has gone on to do evil in the world. Rowan is most happily placed with the clear-headed and the pure-hearted, but. This reputation for virtue ought not to fool anyone. The wands are equal of any, often the better, and the frequently outperformed others in duels. So basically, 
this is yeah. a Hufflepuff one. I was just gonna say <laughs> Never a dark artist has ever used this one. No um, evil witch or wizard has ever had a romance. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Do you guys want to know about dragon? No. Okay. <laughs> Just joking. Alright, as a rule, dragon heartstrings produce wands with the most power, which are capable of most flamboyant spells. Dragon wands tend to learn more quickly than other types, while they can change allegiance if one from their original master. They always bond strongly with the current owner. The dragon wand tends to be easiest to turn to the dark arts though it will not incline that way if it's of its own accord. It is also the most prone of the three cores to accidents, being somewhat temperamental. So basically your wand is his own even Steven. <laughs> the dragon heartstring is like, um, I'll be evil if you want me to, but your wood is like, not today, Satan. Not today, bitch. And your core is like, maybe I'm slightly clumsy. I don't know. <laughs> maybe not who knows yeah so catch me casting a spell and so quite bendy flexibility let's see here do you want me to read that sure because i think yours is different than mine the is wand- that different is that different than yours andy oh uh, yes yeah. wand flexibility or rigidity denotes the <laughs> degree of adaptability oh my gosh that was a sentence well not even a sentence and willingness to change possessed by the wand and owner pair. Although, again, this factor ought not to be considered separately from the wand wood, core and length, nor of the owner's life, the owner's life experience and style of magic. All of it will combine to make the wand in question unique. Okay, so that's exactly what mine says. <laughs> oh, you had the same one. But, yeah, I think it says the same probably for all of us. <laughs> no. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to go next. Sheila, that, I feel like your wand, I think, feel like your wand is very you. Yeah, that's fine. But, um, okay, so mine is maple wood, 12 and a half inches in length. A dragon heartstring core, and it is surprisingly swishy flexibility. Um, so this is what it has to say about the maple. I have often found that those chosen by maple wands are by nature travelers and explorers. They are not stay-at-home wands and prefer ambition in their witcher wizard. Otherwise, their magic grows heavy and lackluster. Fresh challenges and regular changes of scene cause this wand to literally shine, burnishing itself as it grows with its partner in ability and status. This is a beautiful and desirable wood and wand quality maple has been among the most costly for centuries. Possession of a maple wand has long been the mark of a status because of its reputation as of the wand as a high achiever, which I do find really funny because even in my personal life, I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily an overachiever, but I do have slight OCD and I'm am a little bit of a pe- uh, perfectionist. So I do end up, don't shake your head at me like it's more extreme than what I just made it sound, Andrew. Um, She's an overachiever. She just won't admit it. <laughs> 
also a perfectionist. Maybe a bit of a workaholic. <laughs> but it is one of those things where I, like, I always do that stuff just to kind of, like, be my own ability. And then I always end up being put in positions where I'm like, I didn't mean to be the leader, but I guess here I am. <laughs> um, so I... And I do love to travel and explore and try new things. Um, Sheila already read the Dragon Heart String, which was the same. Um, I will read the Wand Size, uh, which Sheila did not read. And its most wands want to be in the range of 9 and 14 inches, while I have sold extremely short wands, 8 inches and uh, under, and very long wands, over 15 inches. They are exceptionally rare. In the latter case, a physical peculiarity demanded the excessive wand length. However, abnormally short wands usually select those in whose character something is lacking, rather than because they are physically undersized. Many small witches and wizards are chosen by longer wands. That was from Ollivander. My turn? Uh, Yeah. So, I I don't... It's been a while since I've read this, but I do, after hearing y'all's and even hearing them, I think, like, when we first did this, when we were signing up for the Loot Crate stuff, I feel like my wand was super basic. Here we go. Or at least the wood. Mine was a poplar wood with a unicorn hair core with 13 and 3 fourths inches. Okay, and a rigid flexibility. <laughs> um, more about my wand. Hold, please. The poplar, if you seek integrity, search first among the poplars, was a great maxim of my grandfather, Ollivander. You're welcome. And my own experience of poplar wands and their strengths tally exactly with his. Here is a wand to rely upon of consistency, strength, and uniform power. Always happiest when working with a witch or wizard of clear moral vision. There is a tired old joke among lesser wand makers that no poplar wand has ever been chosen a politician, but here they show their lamentable ignorance. Two of the ministry's most accomplished ministers for magic, Eldritch Diggory and Evangeline Orpington, sorry guys, um, were the professors of the fine Ollivander made poplar wands. Mm-hmm. Um, which honestly, too, I think poplar wood is very popular with where I'm from. So that's kind of interesting. Has anyone read? Did we didn't read Unicorn Hair? Did we? No, no. I'm just so new. Unicorn Hair generally produces the most consistent magic and is the least subject to fluctuations and blockages. Wands with unicorn cores are generally the most difficult to turn to dark arts. They are the most faithful of all wands and usually remain strongly attached to their first owner, irrespective of whether he or she was an accomplished witch or wizard. Minor disadvantages of unicorn air are that they do not make the most powerful wands, although the wand would may compensate. Hey, Poplar. And that they are prone to melancholy if seriously mishandled, meaning that the hair may die and need replacing. Oh, First man. of all, I feel red. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> no. Uh, who would have guessed your wand would have been as extra as you are? I mean, <laughs> I'm very consistent, but also treat me badly, I will literally die. Um, <laughs> Is that a warning to us, Sheila? <laughs> 
Um, I love you, Andy. Andy. So, yes. I'm going to see. Hold on. <clears throat> Nothing really says anything different about the um, the link that yeah. you can already read. I think that's all the same. But the rigid flexibility. Let me see. Oh, yeah, that's the same, too. So nothing extra. <laughs> well, I mean, I could read the whole thing in full, and I was trying to see if there was anything about rigid wands. Mm. No. Yeah, I think it's just it in is, general. It is really funny that, like, all of our wands are so different. Yeah. I mean, Sheila and I got the same core. Right. But our wood and length, like, everything, it's just, like, all Everybody's so a different. little bit different, yeah. Yeah. All right. Expecto Patronum. Oh my gosh. Wait, where quickly did y'all think my wand was like me? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we literally <laughs> said it was you and we had to. We said that about the extra unicorn horn, but not the consistency <laughs> of integrity of the poplar. So I just wanted to make sure we we're on the same page yeah. that I'm great. Thank you. I mean, basically, it kind of sounded like. You just have to take a lot of care of yourself to be the best you can be. And so we'll have to take care of you the best that and we can. And Dumbledore's so army. So you'll have to hey, piss do Andy not, off. Do not knock Dumbledore's army. I wasn't. Have I was singing it. the books enough to know how serious okay. that is. Simmer down, Sharon. I was... <laughs> Bear watch out, you might get snits on the forehead. I was singing a song of which we do not own the rights to. <laughs> Alright. Um, okay. Expecto Patronum. Yes. Are we just saying what it is? Yeah, there's no, like, explanation as to why it's a whatever it is. First of all, I'll go first. Okay, um, you do that. Oh, 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 oh. Can y'all hear that? Sorry, I apologize. I heard you go, oh, oh. Um, I accidentally clicked into view my Patronus. That sounds <laughs> dirty. And um, music came with it. Um, my Patronus, I'm really excited to say, is a dapple gray mare. I feel like the first time I took it, I got a different horse. But maybe it's the same horse. But I do have a horse, so... Yay. I am very angelic and graceful. <laughs> I couldn't say it. I don't run fast, so I need a Patronus that does, essentially. I feel like these used to say what your like why? what your Patronus actually meant. Because I remember getting it and being I'm gonna go, Sheila, I'm sorry. I remember getting my Patronus and she being was like so why is it this? <laughs> but I do remember reading it and remember and being like, okay, since I read it, I do totally get it. But my Patronus is a Basset Hound. <laughs> I'm so sorry. The fact that you guys laugh so openly about that just makes me so excited. Because we know how much you love it. I mean, it's a basset hound. It's a short-legged, long-bodied, long-eared. I that mean, is faithful and will protect its family 
At Lucy. no cost as long as it can howl. I'm a hound dog. Oh. I don't know if we have the right snap. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right, she um, mine is a meek. Did you see how proud she sat back? You sassy minks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not a minks. A mink. Oh, mink. M-I-N-K, mink. Wow. It's like a water... So minks yeah. isn't just like plural of a mink? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but I'm only one mink. I only have one mink for my Patronus. How do you feel about that? I like it. I feel like this is very fitting because you used to like own ferrets and stuff like that. I did used to have a ferret and I used to have chinchillas when I was a ch- child. Oh my gosh. Were they super cute? They were and super soft. Were they like horrible to keep up with? No, not really. Oh, this so a mink, a mink is a type of a weasel and a minx is an impungent, cunning, and boldly flirtatious girl or young woman. <laughs> <laughs> well then. So the same. So basically, oh. yeah. Well, thank you. Um, I guess. Just in case anyone hasn't noticed, this podcast Podcast. This podcast is now dedicated to small woodland creatures. Um, we'll be only talking about minks and mink and the other thing that I suddenly can't remember the name of. That it will. We'll, just we'll ride. About. We'll ride Harry's chinchillas. Chinchillas we'll, and ferrets. We'll ride Harry's mare, and my basset hound will chase the mink. To <laughs> <hunt>. <laughs> I have no idea if that's what your best at home sounds like, but oh, that's what it sounds like. I have no idea either, but I feel like that's forever what it's gonna sound like. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Well, guys, 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 this has been fun. This has been fun learning about. I think it's, yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's been fun for us to revisit because there's some things that I think Sheila and I knew already about each other's love for Harry Potter. And it was mm-hmm. fun to re-explore that and learn that. I think it was a lot of fun to even learn about Andy's uh, dab dabble into the universe and how he started to love it and actually get into it, even if it was reluctant, reluctant, reluctant. <laughs> <laughs> I can talk, people. Can Reluctantly. Talk. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was a lot of fun. I hope everybody else had a lot of fun listening to us discuss how much we love Harry Potter. Um, and yeah, our yeah. universe and our connection into it. Um yeah. and we would love to hear your houses yeah. and your patronuses and your wands. Does anyone else have a dapple gray mare? Let How many people had a basset hound and who was upset about it at first? And are you okay with it now? Is there a support group that she can join? <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it's just such a squatty dog. It looks funny running around as a Patronus in the woods. Oh my I'm God, can you please record that? Yeah, I need a recording of it so I can. Uh... Uh, I'll record it and I'll send it to you guys. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, all right guys well uh thanks everybody for joining us and listening to us babble about harry potter potter and... 
I think this is one of mine and Sheila's favorite subjects to talk about. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Andy, do you um, want to practice? No. You need to practice after your. Okay, Sheila literally just said Potter, and I you did. let Sheila do. I said Harry Potter. No, it was before you went into the accent. You're like, yeah, we love talking about Harry Potter. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe I not. Didn't I didn't hear know. that, but I did hear you go, Harry Potter. All I know is that I am really excited to read these books with you guys. I'm really excited to get tipsy and talk about these books with you guys. Me too. I hope everybody enjoys this and you enjoy our coming episodes about all of this. And I look forward to reading with everyone later. Me too. So I guess I better get reading. (laughs) Not just ahead. It's the fireball. <laughs> for trying out taglines for Andy. <laughs> and yeah, it like was that. it was a really great delivery just in the wrong time. <laughs> Go crack Harry Potter open. And thank you for reading with us. I guess I better start reading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, goodbye guys. Bye. Bye. Hey. hey. Pot Y'all, I keep thinking about that pin you gave me, and I just love it so much. It goes with all the other pins from our loot crate. It's so cool. Yeah, I found it on Etsy. The shop is called Dust and Pages, and their entire Etsy shop is amazing. They have so many book-related pens, but I fell in love with this pen, and I think it totally fits our podcast. Sheila, it absolutely fits our podcast and us. But listeners, do we have a treat for you? You mm-hmm. have the chance to win one of these very cool pins. What? <laughs> Go to Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher for listening to podcasts. And be sure to describe, subscribe, rate, and review. And then on October 1st, we're going to add all the names of the reviewers into a drawing. And then pick just one. So maybe it'll be you. Be sure to email us at potheadswhoread at gmail.com. If you listen to us on Spotify or any other platform that doesn't allow you to rate or review, then you have a chance to win too. Wait, 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 wait. I mean, I know I already have one, but can I win another one? No! This is only for listeners. You do not listen to us, Andy. Andy, you you don't listen to us. That's fair. You only participate, which we love you for. Yes. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram and be sure to like and follow us. We will post a picture of the pin you have a chance to win. Definitely. And as always, thank you for reading with us. Go crack a book open. Ugh, guys, I guess I gotta start reading. (laughs) Bye. 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 You're doing great, sweetie. Keep it up.